We are back. It's been a while, long while, but we are back, baby. Uh, I'm Mike. Tommy's on the other end. This is the Brolytically Correct Podcast um, to all our dozens or hundreds or thousands, however many listeners there are out there. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, we're shooting from the hip today. We're not. I'm not prepared. I'm not. Don't have topics of conversation. No research. This sound that you're hearing right now, whoa, is inhalable Vicks Vapor Rub, the crack cocaine of Vicks Vapor Rub. I I lost my regular Vicks. We've got inhalable Vicks on hand. Um, that's how you know things have gone down a dark path. Uh, Tommy, how are you doing today? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. Great introduction as always. I want to thank everyone who is tuning in or not tuning in for their patience. Um, we haven't been back in the studio in a while, and I apologize for that, but kind of live in a pretty hectic life right now. But as always, excited to be back, and hopefully people uh, are enjoying themselves. I've had a nice nice month since the last time we, we spoke, and excited to shoot from the hip today. Shooting from the hip, this podcast unofficially brought to you by Bang Energy Drink, um, Vicks Vapor Rub in all its form. And uh gotta admit I was a little concerned by that noise you were making. <laughs> I know. That, that was not rehearsed. That in there. Just Sh- for everyone at home. Hip, baby. We didn't we didn't discuss that beforehand. <laughs> that wasn't part of anything. Not that we have a script, but if we did, Shooting that wasn't on hip. it. Yeah. The only illicit substances. I do have a half glass of menage a trois wine from Costco wow. here. So. Fancy. Yep. What is it, Thursday? Thursday afternoon? Yeah, I guess Thursday. Yep. It. Big draft yep. guy. You're celebrating the draft at 2 p.m. <laughs> Not a big draft guy at all. Um, no, I actually just got done with the nice three-mile run in oh, the wind wow. and up at a pretty significant hill. It's Both ways. almost like a quarter mile. Wow. Nah, but yeah. Just crushing it. There you go. Tommy has – we've been absent because Tommy's just grinding. He's out there grinding in these streets, <laughs> and he's just – he is just trying to get a job, and if you will hire him, he will be the best employee will, you've ever had. I will work for pay. <laughs> he, will, he will definitely do that. Yeah. We're, he's making some headway, which is good. I'm excited about that. But Trending in the right direction. Trending upwards. You know, he's uh, hashtag uh, One of us fireman. is working a lot. One <laughs> of us is uh, not working a lot, but what are you going to do? It's the way <laughs> life works. I mean, definitely still working a lot, putting a lot of hard work. Um, <laughs> I'm about to about to finish up mapping, which is exciting. Um, oh, you know the first first the probies to do that. No, I'm not gonna you know toot my own horn, but um, gotta, I'm, an, I'm on the accelerated path. It's a lot as a lot far of, as uh, it's a lot of area you got to map. Yeah, in your vast uh, district. Vast, <laughs> uh, fifty-four square miles. Ah, it's, it's decent size. All right, yeah. No, it's four square miles. We've got a lot of coastline. We got more coastline than we do a square miles. So wow! Bang bang. Um, but yeah, so no topics prepared. We're just gonna get going. Um, I actually just got off the the phone on a pretty long conversation with another person who's in pursuit of fire, and we just went off on all sorts of topics. He was just kind of picking my brain, because um, apparently I'm somebody people respect now. Well, um, you you get the badge and and everybody just 
blindly listens to you, so that can go one of two ways. <laughs> I know. It's and dangerous. I have Don't found, give me that platform. <laughs> in my own personal quest, I have found that although people's intentions are usually good, their advice is often misleading. So is that no, I would, me? Is that is that no. me? I've no offense, but I've reached out to a lot of people. But no, yeah, I I would definitely course. I have and I will continue to pick your brain when it comes to this pursuit. But I I have had other so called mentors that maybe should just not do that part. But yeah, you know I I always appreciate someone taking the time to help me out. That's never gonna be taken for granted. It's tough to give advice to other people on how to get that hired. Same, same. When, when uh, 100% agree with that. Yeah. But then also it's tough when to give advice on how to get hired when you got hired because and any a And that applies for <laughs> anything, I think, not just for the career field yeah. that we are pursuing that you have pursued. Yeah, you've already pursued it. Or you're there, I guess. Yeah, but anyways, I caught it. Yeah, I've, you caught I've it. Caught yeah, the there you go. That's the word I was looking for. But yeah, it, like people have even asked me what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. And that's exactly it. That's the only thing I can tell you is what's worked for me. Like, and what works for me is not going to work for you or probably isn't going to work for you. And, and what hasn't yeah. worked for me might work for you. So it's really hard. And it's, like I said, it's not just applicable for what we're talking about uh, or our career field rather, but kind of anything in life kind of got to yeah. figure it out on your own, which it's kind of callous, but I can give you some like guidelines and you can give some guidelines, but you kind of have to search internally to figure it out. Well, and and that's exactly it. They're not looking for somebody who's trying to be someone who the other people think they should be. They're looking for somebody who's being their authentic self, self, and that authentic self is going to make a good firefighter and a good fit in their department. That's right. And I think just, we've suddenly turned into a business insider podcast. But truly, <laughs> from from like an interview standpoint, just from what I've gathered, it's like no one really cares like what certificates you have or maybe like work achievements. They just want to get to know you, the person, and do we want to be around you? And what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Not what you read about in a textbook or what you read about online about what you should say for a particular answer. Just kind of break down that barrier and just reveal who you are. Unless you're a bad person. Definitely. And then maybe just try to fake it because they're not going to want to hire you. Definitely. And I think that's where I stumbled early in the process was I was like, I'm just going to come up with the best answer. And I didn't realize that it's not scoring the most points on what you're saying. It's letting them know who you are and letting that shine through and just being super authentic and super genuine. And I was being authentic and genuine in answering the questions, but I wasn't letting them know who I was. You know, I was just... Uh, just trying to solve a problem instead of just like trying to let my personality shine through. Yeah. So who's this? Fantastic. Do I know this person that you were talking to earlier? Uh, you do not. No, he's, uh, he's in a volunteer Academy with me. uh, Oh, cool. Yeah. Just, you know, a little younger, a little rougher around the edges, a little raw, you know, it's okay. And just trying to, he's a project. Uh, yep. Might as well use draft lingo today. He's a project pick. You pick oh, him definitely. Like third, fourth. You don't pick him the first day, but he's got potential. It's just not there yet. Didn't start a whole definitely. lot in college. Has a lot of raw talent. Picked up the game later in his career. Has the mm-hmm. frame for it, but hasn't actually put on the weight yet. But you can see the frame there. He's a project pick. 
That's beautiful. Probably would beautiful. go better. Probably be better off suited for like a larger department where he has like a twenty week academy, nice hard probationary period. Let him figure it out. Not one of these like smaller yep. departments where he's going to be thrusted into a pretty significant role right off the bat. Yep, exactly, exactly. That, Damn. Wow, that should was be a draft scout for impressive. the fire service. Wow. <laughs> Just, just going to volunteer academies. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, just I got like my, I got my shades on. I got a little stopwatch around my neck. I got the high socks on. I don't say anything uh, to anybody. Yep. I don't make any emotions. I'm just writing things down in some hieroglyphics that no one understands. Taking it, taking it one deeper. Going to high schools, getting shoot off by school security. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> that outfit might not be good for that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, but Man. we were just talking about because he was picking my brain. Um, he recently went on vacation to a different state and just he's going whole hog. You know, he's going whole hog into the fire service, he, going on vacation, stopping by a department, just kind of going on station tours, yeah, asking them how good. they do things. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, he was asking me about a certain department. They did things a certain way. Um, that I to me you know it's just surface it's just anecdotal he's just telling me about it I'm not there I'm not part of that culture that department and seeing how they do things but it's just he's describing a probationary period that did not seem to be efficient or effective to me <laughs> and and so he asked because I kind of you know hinted to that and he asked well so how do you feel how do you feel about tradition? Yeah, that's a great question. That should be an interview question, actually. Yeah, it, it is, and it would really, it would really tell you if you're fitting in the right department or for sure the wrong department, or you know, it would it would definitely give you insight on to your like your thought process and how you think about things and how you view the world. So, I mean, it would tell you a lot about a person who they are asking that question. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to see that question in an interview, actually. So okay, here's, an interview que- here's an interview question for you, Tommy. Uh-oh. Um, I got one tomorrow. How do you think I would answer that how do you view tradition question? I don't think that you – I think you understand the value of tradition and history within the fire service, but I don't think that you are in any way tied to being obligated of the way things have been done in the past. I think you are a much more innovative person. And just because something was done a certain way in the past does not mean that it needs to be done anymore. I believe that you're not tied to anything in the past, although you respect the, the uniforms and some, the, the chain of command within the fire service and honoring those who have come before you that doesn't necessarily mean you have to use the same terminology same methods if you find a better method it should be not discouraged to speak up about it but say hey what if we started doing it this way it's more efficient and safer get the job done better which i think would accurately describe your thoughts that was beautiful i'm not sure i could have said that better myself probably not that just wow Probably not. You are. You I'm in, are I'm in ready. interview mode You're right ready. now, bro. I, everything, literally every conversation I engage in, I treat it as an interview, <laughs> which is why we're you doing this podcast right one. now. You yeah, just crushed it. Dude, literally, I'm I'm like a robot when I'm listening to the punch. I was, dude, get, dude. I'm a fucking. Excuse me, my language. I'm a psycho. I can't say that in an interview. I, uh, 
I was just listening to David Shaw, the head coach of Stanford football, on uh, ESPN. They had him down in Nashville for the draft. I don't know why it's Stanford. I don't. I guess they have Bryce Love coming out. Anyways, Stanford head coach, super smart guy, very well spoken. But I was listening to him and I heard him say um like five times in like two sentences. I was like, huh. I don't know why I was listening for those ums. I don't like never <laughs> paid attention to that. But that's all. That's how my brain is wired right now. I'm just strictly a interview robot. He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> he oh, might he's be so over, ready. He might be overprepared, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way overprepared. You prepared way too it's much. It's weird, man. Put, I put too uh, much thought, effort, I, dedication. I just care too, too much. much about it. It's too much. Yeah. You try hard. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh. I think the reason why I said I explained your view i spoke for you on your view of tradition is because that's something that i have thought about and something that i believe in as well like i absolutely believe in what i just said like i love that that there is a tradition in the fire service especially as a history nerd like myself i love all that stuff but i feel like sometimes the fire service can tie and tie their hands behind their back by doing stuff just because that's how it was done 100 years ago when there are so many so much more research so much better technology that you can utilize these days I completely agree, and it's not just the fire service; it's the military, it's totally, business, totally. it's there, there's so many aspects out there, and people, it's just comfortable. It's comfortable to stay right. doing the things that we've been doing, and you get attached. And I was listening to even even you look at scientific disciplines where it's supposed to be um, you're supposed to constantly be challenging ideas and standing up and showing that there's evidence and you can replicate things and support them. And what, what you're saying is logical. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Graham Hancock and I haven't done the research myself, but just the stories he's telling about, yeah, about how the established members within archeology span history you know those sort of fields they have these certain ideas of how things went about and they will mold the evidence to fit those conclusions rather than just looking Mm. at the evidence and drawing conclusions because they've built their entire career around this this is i'm a egypt is five thousand years old guy like it i've you're telling me i've been wrong my whole career that everything that i've devoted the last 20 years of my life to is a lie and i've been telling people the wrong thing it's it's very humbling and and very hard very ego dissolving for somebody to admit that and a lot of people don't yeah yeah it's like your whole career is built upon one thesis and if it doesn't add up then your whole career was a waste which i don't think is necessarily the case definitely not because it, it i guess it's super cheesy super cheesy line coming here um it's not the journey or no it's not the destination <laughs> it's, the journey. it's the journey there you go i think that's a miley yeah. cyrus song yeah it might be shout out Something to the great like philosopher miley cyrus hmm. yeah and um, her dad yeah dad dad's making a comeback have you listened Dude, to that song we this can be an entire segment because i have a lot of thoughts on it but one one other before we move on uh not that we were going to move on but i this quote i heard the other day just because i'm surrounded by this right now is i heard a firefighter said the other day that firefighters can be described as they hate change and they hate the way things are which i think is a funny little dichotomy and a funny little way of describing 
how the fire service can be for some people. Mm. Yeah. And just Definitely. any career in general. It's not explicitly for them, but I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. Yep, I've heard that one, and then I've heard uh, 200 years of tradition unimpeded by progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that can be the same for the but military, too. Definitely. And it's just wherever there are pockets of this in, Everywhere. in anything. Yeah, I'm not trying to make anything. this a firefighting podcast. Definitely not. And um, probably spent more than enough time on that. But just <laughs> just keep an open mind, people. Right. You know. uh, so Old Town Road, if you want to go there. Yeah. So Yeah, let's go there. So Old Town Road is a very, very popular song right now. I think the genre is like country trap. And the artist is Little Nas X, I believe. And so I, I'm i always late to the new viral songs. Like, I'm always at least a month late. Like, that's at the earliest. But I had <clears throat> been seeing this song just everywhere I would go on the internet. And it took me a couple of weeks to actually get around to listening to it. And the first time I listened to it, I thought it was one of those, like, SNL digital short songs because it was, like, so bad. But kind of catchy and i just i didn't know if i was being punked so i reached out to some of my cooler friends and asked if this was indeed like a popular song that people were listening to and they confirmed that it was and then i kind of just went on with my life and then i saw that billy ray cyrus came in and did like a remix with Lil nas x and Mm -hmm. i've gone entirely 180 on this song and it might officially be in the top 10 playlist for summer 2019 for me Really, with the addition of Billy Ray Cyrus, or he kind of helped. He kind of helped. I don't necessarily think I need him for the song anymore, but he kind of like it was like learning how to ride a bicycle. Like I needed him to be like my third wheel, my tricycle, and then I took the training wheels off, and now I'm ready just for the little Nos X. I don't need Billy Ray Cyrus, but it kind of helped for some reason get me to listen to the song again. And so you tell me you're you're racist is what you're saying. I guess that's probably what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a white guy with a guitar to sing a country song, and then yeah, just to make just me feel comfortable. Feel, yeah, just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, without. without I don't. I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I also don't know. I think there's a second person who's singing in the song because the like one of the later choruses sound like sounds like a different singer, but I I don't know. I did the research, but it was inconclusive. But. <laughs> I'm all on board now, and I, I can't explain it because the intro still sounds kind of like a joke to me. But like, it's just kind of rough to start, and then it, and then it's real smooth sailing from there. It's too short, yeah. honestly, which is weird because <laughs> the first time I listened to it, it was too long. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It is a phenomenon, the the old town road, and it's it's very interesting because I've I've said for a long time, uh, modern country. Of your your Florida Georgia line, et cetera, et cetera. Old Dominion. Um, it's it's rap for people who are not comfortable with black people. Ah, oh, interesting way so, to put it. And so, I mean, that's basically what they've been doing for you know recent history is they've just been basically rapping. It's basically rap, but you're calling it country. If you if you look at the what has been country music traditionally, you compare it to somebody like Florida Georgia line. I mean, it's unrecognizable. It's morphed completely into a different thing, uh, following kind of the same pattern as rap, but just different culture. It's just inserted 
the culture of pickup trucks and there's still booze it's just mm-hmm. different brands of booze it's no longer your hennessy it's no longer your you know gray goose it's yeah, no it's longer your patron beer, it's bourbon, yeah it's whiskey, beers bur- exactly corn exactly. whiskey yeah instead of uh you know fancier cars it's pickup trucks and yeah. instead of you Tailgates. know fishes and hose it's you know girls and lady. short shorts and mini skirts or whatever yeah so it's just it's interesting to see and it's interesting that because i was gonna say some people needed billy ray cyrus to be on that on there for them to feel comfortable about the song and it's interesting that you said that because i, I kind of felt like it didn't gain traction until he hopped on which is weird because it I is wasn't, weird i'm not a billy ray cyrus guy or at least yeah, I wasn't. And it's Billy Ray Cyrus, best known for the Watermelon what? Crawl. No, Boogie Boogie. No. no, there was another Achy song. Breaky Heart. That's, That's right. what it is. Which I had pledged no allegiance to whatsoever. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, yeah, his career's yeah. essentially been dead for his daughter five years. I think his daughter 20. has kept him relevant. Definitely, but as far as musically, his it's one, I don't think he's one put out wonder. a song. No. I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I don't how even know he how got he got recruited to do this bit. song. Yeah. Why yeah, did anyone call on him? Why didn't they bring in like, Will Smith? Did he volunteer his tribute? I saw He's something like, about him wanting to be in the music video. Because wasn't he in the that Western Wild Wild West? You have a rap song? You got me. You got me on this one. I don't know yep. why I know these things. Actually, I might not know that. Cause it could be all entirely made up. Could be. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Interesting interesting to see the song's effect on people and maybe what it I says just needed about society m- and American culture in general. <laughs> maybe I just needed a more well-known artist to appear on it to validate the song even though Billy Ray Cyrus is by no means a relevant contemporary star, but at least a, a familiar name to validate the song. I don't know. Uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Did they clean up the production? Maybe it was just like before it sounded like it was recorded in somebody's I, closet. I mean, I like the I like the intro, his intro now, because that was my problem beforehand was the Lil Nas X intro was literally, I thought it was a joke. But this intro sounds more clean. It sounds, I, it's got a decent voice. Billy Ray Cyrus does. The guitar sounds natural. Maybe it's the contrast of the two. Could be. There's definitely a contrast from the start of yeah, the song maybe to it's, the end of you it. You know, you got a nice hot chocolate chip cookie, you throw a little bit of salt on there, and that just puts yeah. it over the edge. Yeah, that's true. Sweet and salty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really give it much thought other than I just completely did a 180 on it. Is no. country trap going to be a new genre of music Dude, I don't, that explodes? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't even know where this... I don't know how this stuff becomes so viral. That's another question. Because as far as I know, this artist wasn't very well known, and then these songs just blow up overnight. And that this isn't the first case of that. The Mo Bamba Sheck West song, which was all the rage back in the fall, that mm-hmm. I feel like that literally one day it wasn't there, and the next day everybody was listening to it from all different demographics of this country. And that's yeah, as explicit in nature as it can get, but everyone was listening to it. Sometimes I think there's huge marketing pushes. You know, I don't know if Lil Nas X was signed to anybody. Is he signed? 
I have to do some more research. But sometimes, who knows? Maybe they just throw all their power behind it. It's suddenly on every radio station. I haven't listened to radio in God knows how long. But um, just all over the internet, there's an um. How many is that, Tommy? Um? You're on 16. I've got a tally. Yeah, I got okay, you're good. on sixty. I don't know actually. <laughs> I'm sure it's less. But who knows? You know, you put it on enough radio stations, you have it pop up on enough news feeds, you put it in Instagram stories, and boom, it's a hit. You know, if it's catchy at all, it's it's gonna get in people's heads. They're gonna start listening to it. They're gonna start playing it. It's in LA Fitness while you're lifting. Who knows? Yeah, this kid's twenty years old. That's crazy. Life changing. Life changing. Yeah. Soldier Boy. That's. I think that he was the original Superman. I feel like yeah. that was the original viral song. Well, a lot, and that's become more of the norm, I guess. Biebs mm-hmm. was snatched up off of YouTube. True. Post Post Malone was just Biebs' best friend, and they completely like manufactured his career. He yeah. was deciding whether or not to be a country singer, a rock singer, rap singer. Mm-hmm. And I think they did some sort of like analysis of what tested well with key demographics and hmm. that's how they decided Post Malone you're going to be a rapper. <laughs> it worked. Cuz if you look at his YouTube, he's got videos of him singing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, his his albums do have songs with it's just him on like and a guitar. But yeah, yeah. I think he'd definitely be in the rap category. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting to see how things are evolving as we become a primarily internet SoundCloud driven mm-hmm. society. And I'll I'll click on a music video or a song, stream a song just based on the amount of like downloads it has, which isn't probably the best way to do it, but that's kind of how I do it. And so if you just pump up the numbers any way that they do it, I'll probably click on it. And I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah, it sounds those, like other people. Those numbers could just thing. be if you're looking on Spotify. Those numbers could just be a. It could literally be somebody entering data into an input. Totally. Field. Yeah. And it. Who knows how many actual listens they have? Uh-huh. You know. It's if there's like two songs I'm deciding to listen to, one has forty five thousand plays and one has two million plays. I'm clicking on the two million plays. But I don't know exactly. where those numbers come from. Does our podcast have? 130 downloads does it have 130 million i don't know who knows those numbers do they mean anything Mm. i mean yes for sponsorship financially yes (laughs) (laughs) but then who determines those numbers Uh, i do could could a could a podcast platform artificially inflate somebody's numbers in or in exchange for a kickback i have from them full confidence that that could be done could be happening right now look at yelp have you heard about the scandals with yelp oh uh, i haven't but i'm not surprised that that's i mean i don't listen to anybody's opinion on restaurants or movies so i'm not surprised so allegedly because i think this has been proven but just in case allegedly yelp uh, reaches out to businesses and goes hey you got a pretty good rating you got some good reviews here but uh it'd be a real be shame be a real shame if they you didn't be- yeah, they could be better. They could be worse. Uh, we're gonna so, give you an uh, offer you can't refuse. <laughs> yeah, a stroke, a stroke, a stroke of ill luck could befall I don't, you and yours. I yeah. don't, I don't hate the world that Yelp is part of the mafia. That's not a bad <laughs> world. That's not a bad world if we're being off it. If we're being honest. Oh, La Cosa yeah. Nostra, aka Yelp. 
No, that's definitely that's definitely a mafia racket. It's that's... basically protection. It's the modern day protection. <laughs> I gotta say the mafia has really, really blended into modern society. If that's what they're doing, and kudos to them because there's a lot of tra- talk about tradition, the mafia. But they're like, no, we'll throw that aside. We'll go to Yelp. We'll talk about your organized favorite. crime indeed. Yeah, this is exactly what's... what Michael Corleone yeah, was we'll talking about you... when he was like, "We'll be legit yeah. in five years." So hey, Yogurtland, <laughs> Yogurtland, pay up. You got 3.4 stars right now. You want five? Pay up. What the beak? No, and I I completely believe that happens because I went to this restaurant the other day. Well, not the other day. It's been we've been going to the restaurant for a while, but I went to it again the other day. It's phenomenal. Has the lobster dip there? Out of this world. Lobster Maybe dip. I would definitely say top five appetizers of all time. Huh. Top three appetizers of all time. There we go. There it is. And I, on Yelp. If three stars. Yeah. Same amount of stars as Denny's. Denny's is rated equivalent hey, to don't this hurt, restaurant. Don't watch what you say about Denny's. Not only does it have one of the top three appetizers of all time, but it's waterfront. Waterfront, oh, hmm. beautiful views, great happy hour, the cowboy mac and cheese is to die for, and three stars. What's a, what's the lobster dip? It is a artichoke lobster Ooh. cream cheese sort of not cream cheese but cream creamy comma cheese cheesy thing um base dip with little crostinis that you dip into the lobster artichoke butter cream cheese dip with a little lemon juice over the top oh, those oh. all sound good oh the citrus cutting through all those rich fatty <laughs> flavors mm. what's the the health rating of this institution not concerned. I'm yeah. not concerned with uh, it. I just I, maybe that plays a factor. I don't know. Service. Yep. Service goes into it. Service is good. Service huh. solid. Huh. Solid. Every See, time that's I've gone just, there. Yeah. I mean, if you Can't were walking, no, no. I mean, how many people walking the down the street would you like trust their uh, r- opinions? You know what I trust more? The Instagram. Mafia. Instagram. You go on Instagram. Elaborate. You look up. You look up the restaurant. And you see how many people are posting and, like, if they're posting pictures of the food, how the food looks. Because then it's not the pictures that, you know, the business has put out there. This is real people eating real food. And if it's not notable, they're not posting the picture. I think you're in the minority here saying that you trust Instagram as an honest platform, especially when it comes to looks. No, I trust the users. Users of Instagram and it's food versus nobody's photoshopping a picture of food, right? I don't know. I mean, I I have to every other body part you could think of. (sighs) They definitely do. If you haven't been on Reddit, that artichoke reality, our Instagram reality, yeah, it does. That (laughs) artichoke grew real thick, super thick. Yeah, meaty artichoke. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she got on that fitspo. Our Instagram reality, it just shows, uh, you know, the worst uh, violators of the Photoshop abuse on Instagram. And it shows pictures of them where they very obviously Photoshopped it and the the doors bending in half because they, (laughs) you know, increased the size and roundness of their ass. And so they didn't account for how that would affect the door or the wall over in the corner or vice versa. It's... um, somebody's instagram picture and somebody has been there while they were taking the instagram picture and taking a picture of them in real life and then compared the two 
which huh. is just oh man what they can do on there instagram some, don't trust anyone uh, <laughs> there's some real internet detectives out there that they're that getting to the bottom of the, some of these photoshops a lot of free time the sherlock holmes that we don't want or need but i'm strangely fascinated by a lot of free time yeah <laughs> that's it's huh. one way to go through life it is it definitely is um but fascinating I mean, they're, they're just truth seekers they're whistleblowers i don't have a problem with that i don't either i don't either. it's not for me but man that's fantastic fantastic Speaking of editing things um, to the point where they're almost unrecognizable, did you see the Measles. Mueller report? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to th- say that no matter what that intro was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Mueller report came yeah, out the Mueller while report. we've been on uh, hiatus. Shoot, man, that has been a heavily while. Heavily redacted. Heavily redacted. Uh, heavily, yeah. That's an understatement. Very interesting. It appears, I don't know. It appears to me that Justice Barr is not acting in the best interest of the country and is specifically acting in the best interest of the person who appointed him. So, I don't know. I don't know how much we want to talk about this because I just, I feel like all the energy gets drained from my body whenever (laughs) I discuss these things. I just like go limp noodle and just dissolve into the furniture. Yeah. How much has been released at this point? I mean, the whole thing's been released. Yeah. But okay. entire entire pages are redacted. Large paragraphs are redacted. Key, <laughs> key yeah. portions. Like, you're, like, reading the preceding um, sentences, and you're like, oh, this is about to get, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. oh, commercial break, except there's no other side yeah. to it. So when it first came out, wasn't it? Then they released like maybe one percent of it. Um, when it first came out, I believe it was like it was, on a Friday it afternoon. It was just a statement. Dump. It was just a statement by Justice Barr about the report, and then that's when he was saying that it was they didn't find anything on Trump, right? Yes, and then he cited a paragraph in there that was taken out of context. Um, and basically molded that to infer that it it was basically a complete exoneration when that's not the case at all. That's what I, that's what I had a lot of fun with. Yes. And yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun because I am not active on social media, but I have friends that will screenshot things and send them to me. Just, I don't, I don't know. I guess they don't want me to sleep at night and they will, it was some, it was a screenshot of somebody I went to college with who I knew but wasn't really close with and has some interesting political views. And it was something along the lines of it was like a checklist of things that Trump had done well that week. And it was, well, I guess it's considered doing well, not being implicated with ties to Russia and other illegal activities and the fall of ISIS in one week. Hashtag tired of winning. <laughs> It's like, wait, we're dismissing this entire report based off of one paragraph and one person's statement on it, that person who is tied to that person. And uh, I was like, well, that seems a little premature. And turns out it was. On both counts. Yeah. And then and then 
most recently, well, in my head, I I already knew, okay, so maybe we have, talking about ISIS here, maybe we have eradicated the lands that they held in Iraq and Syria, but ISIS isn't necessarily a tangible piece of land. It's an ideology and a very scary ideology that's able to adapt and morph in this 21st century technology. And that's what it scared me, and that's what scared General Mattis and why he ended up stepping down as Secretary of Defense, because he knew that it's not just a piece of land. It's a very, very scary ideology that we haven't, in fact, defeated. And those two things I saw, and I saw that this guy had posted that somehow Trump had succeeded in these two things, but just kind of was disheartening to see that that's I don't know how much people actually believed in that but if they did kind of scary to think it is scary to think and one of the things that I also talked on the phone with uh, that young gentleman who's still trying to get into the fire service about was people just don't even analyze things they don't analyze things they don't come to their own conclusions they just regurgitate they just it's just basically just don't be a sheep i mean it's basically the reverse so instead of you know digesting it and coming out your ass it's somebody's just shoving it up your ass and it's coming out your mouth um there's another one god damn it this, oh. got a tally over here bro oh it's killing me now now i'm doing it ah you don't have to interview mode yeah you're you're fine you already passed all that not fine Get rid of the amps. Always room for improvement. It's okay. Even President Always Barack Obama. President Barack going Obama. To, going to be. No, 44th Commander-in-Chief says um, it's okay. I don't, but, but he does. Pe- but people don't look at the evidence. They just come to their own conclusions based upon what their paradigm is and whatever talking heads they listen to, whatever sect of the population they're plugged into. You can get into an echo chamber. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's okay. it, yeah, it's not like I'm rooting for any of these things to not be true. It's not like I'm some pessimist. Just I just love learning about bad news and and wishing bad upon people. I wish these things were true, but there's just strictly not. And to think that they are is is dangerous in itself. I mean, if you look at this recent bombing in Sri Lanka, that's almost 300 people killed because of ISIS. They've claimed responsibility. And it, it's not, maybe not these fighters that were fighting in Iraq and Syria, but they branch out. They're, it's a global terrorist network. And if it you're not providing them with a credible threat and you're just not taking them seriously, then these things are going to continue to happen. Exactly. And it's like so many issues that we've had that aren't black and white. They don't have an easy solution, but we just want to... We just want an easy answer and we just want easy solutions or we just put it off until it gets so out of hand that we are forced to deal with it, whether it be climate change, whether it be radical religious extremism that results in terror attacks, whether it be gun violence, whether it be homelessness. We have so many of these issues that are just super complex and there's no easy answer, but people just like to say, ah, this is how we fix it. And they give something super simple like building a wall across the border. Uh, when in reality that's not a solution at all the problem's not fixed and we're just in denial right i don't know 
I don't know either. And I haven't super hopeful for the yeah. future. <laughs> well, we so haven't hopeful. we haven't always said the nicest things about our current commander in chief, but that doesn't mean I wake up every morning rooting for him to fail. I mean, if he fails, then our country fails. And I'm I would love for him to wake up tomorrow morning and be the most competent person <laughs> right. in the world and humble, lead us to success. And and, and, and truly make America great again. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> never been against that idea. The hats are what they are, but I've never been against that slogan, per se. Some of the connotations of that slogan can be miscued, but... Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for him. Sure. I mean, in a, in a weird way. Very you know, weird. I, I, it's very strange, but yes, in a weird way. But we would say we would be critical of anybody who is the c- current commander in chief. This just happens to be when our podcast was took off was when him with him in presidency. But be super critical of anybody who's making the decisions and saying what he's saying. Absolutely, that's what we do. We Monday yeah. morning Monday morning quarterback here. Yeah, absolutely. I sit in my little recliner and criticize people without any real solutions. Yeah. Yeah, just doing pretty much the same thing as the president. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm ready. I'm prepared for this job. So I don't live in the state of Washington anymore. I might someday, but not at this current juncture. But one thing that I do, (laughs) there you go. Definitely one thing that I do have in common is that I do live in a state where we're having a pretty serious measles outbreak. And I'm pretty excited to be jumping on the measles bandwagon. Make make America measles? Yeah, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, so the recent outbreak that I saw was at a couple of um, places where, um, that's two for you right there, it's two for the price of one, where people, uh, a lot of people go, per se. I don't know, this little place called the Los Angeles International Airport. I think people come through there sometimes. They get a couple. Cal State LA, which... 30,000 commuter students and the University of California Los Angeles also known as UCLA a couple people there so we're so so, <laughs> so basically some small get together yeah. kickbacks just pick a couple kickbacks yeah a little picnic out in the woods and uh one guy brought a six pack and another guy brought measles <laughs> so here we are one can we guy. get those hats going? Make America <laughs> yeah. vaccinate again? Yeah. Nava? It's got little dots on it and pneumonia and or we could it. just make them spotted. Yeah, spotted like little cheetah print hats, but they're yeah. measles. They're not cheetah print. They're completely red. They're just white. With yeah. And if you're under five, they're red. fatal. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Yeah. Again, yeah. An- another example of people just not viewing the evidence and coming to conclusions, but having conclusions and... D- shaping the evidence to fit those conclusions it's mm-hmm. it's unfathomable and the the original the original study that kind of s- sparked this whole thing off about the uh, mmr vaccine causing autism the it's been retracted the the person who published the study had to retract it so but you can shape reality to fit whatever narrative you want it to you could be like oh that's because you know big pharma put pressure on them they came to his house they threatened his family i want to meet this big pharma person i hear a lot about him or her yeah big pharma's out there they're real bro yeah 
super I want to meet them. And, and that's not to say that the pharmaceutical industry doesn't do shady, unscrupulous Has- things. Hashtag opioid. Hashtag insulin prices. Hashtag EpiPens. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag, 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 hashtag. Uh, when you have profit as your driving motive, morals are going to get pushed to the side once or twice or thousands of times. It, you know, I think it's well established uh, my view on the current state of capitalism in this country and the flaws therein. We can we can rehash those, but I don't think so. we need to necessarily. Um, if you want to call me a socialist or a communist, it's been done before. That's that's your prerogative, but uh, I don't view myself that way. And I I'm just team human. I'm just team people, baby. Can that just be a political party? Is that a political party? The People Party. <laughs> yeah, the People's the People's Republic of China. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a party. I think that's how it ends yeah, up working shit. out. <laughs> you know, it's a snowball effect. <laughs> I, this has been tried before. We're not, yeah, we're not saying anything new here. I'm not saying you got to be if a history you, It major, doesn't matter if you have the perfect system. Yeah. If you have imperfect operators, it's going to be imperfect. That's, Shoot. That's what I'll throw out there. I hate when Does that it, happens. Maybe, maybe capitalism is the perfect system, and we're just flawed humans. Maybe yep. socialism is the perfect system, and we're flawed humans. Maybe communism is. Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know because we're flawed and we're going to fuck it up. I don't think communist is the ticket. Really? <laughs> like, like if you're looking at it perfectly, just idealistically. Perfectly? Everybody's like just a getting... commune? No, com- communism. Right. Communes. They're in I, the same I family, mean... but they're, you know. Just everybody giving their effort to... Do the best they can, and they're dividing up the shares equally. Yeah, it's great. In th- well, like you said, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about it's, in theory. It's great in theory, but it's not. This is in vitro, applicable. not in vivo. Brother. It's a, not just not applicable because of who we are and our own egos and our own personalities. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think we're better suited. Cute. We're better suited. So you're as saying capitalist. humans are terrible? Well, to a certain degree. We have egos, and we have we're insecure, and we've placed values on things that we shouldn't have, and we've. If you look back, not very far in history, you don't have to do a lot of research about the failures of communism. Definitely, but you it's don't. You don't have to do like a you said. A it doesn't. You could have like ninety-five percent of the people on board and are doing communists the right way and 5% aren't and I think the whole theory just goes up in flames definitely I completely agree completely agree in theory sure god damn it now I'm gonna be on a watch list thanks (laughs) (laughs) we crossed that bridge a while yeah it's true I've had a red dot I've had a red dot on my forehead for a while yeah we've crossed that bridge and it burnt it when we got to the other no. side. Um, yeah. um, 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 Five, six. Okay. Get out of your system Perfect. now? No. <laughs> There's plenty more where that came from. Just wait. You just wait. I can't I even be around people that say, um. I do it too much, and it's a placeholder. Everybody does um, it. 
you know like like see a pause like elon musk take 45 seconds to think yeah of something i think say. vince mcmahon does that too and i'm starting to think that, that might be a secret of some people in higher positions is just not responding for like two to three minutes and then you're just giving your chance or giving yourself the best possibility to not screw up what your response is well if you don't take a second it's just all reactive yeah and if but you're not reacting all <laughs> yeah i agree but then you're kind of just a weird robot. It's like, wait, I just told you something. You're just giving me a blank stare. Definitely. You won't say the wrong thing, but I don't think you'll inspire people to greatness either. No. <laughs> I don't want to be I around mean, Lombardi somebody. apparently did, but I, I wasn't around Lombardi enough to know. Lombardi was like that? Uh, didn't you say Lombardi? Vince, Mc, the, Vince McMahon. Ma- McMahon. Yeah. That's correct. WWE. Another inspiring people to greatness for sure. <laughs> Well, he's built an empire. Whether you agree with the empire or not, he's built one. He's built something. (laughs) (laughs) See, Ronda Rousey's going to take a hiatus to start a... From uh, what? To start a family. WWE. Well, congrats to her. And is she with Travis Brown? Travis Brown. Oh, congrats to those two. Good for them. I don't know if he's still fighting. Uh, Did he ever... What? <sighs> Debatable. Yeah. Uh, d- are they married? Or doesn't matter. Good for them. It's 2019. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah good for them. So is she... Strong. I haven't really followed her WWE career. I'm assuming it's going well. She takes zero physical punishment and gets paid a lot more than the UFC. I mean, do you take physical punishment? Sure. Yeah. Uh, look at... uh. So we, I was talking about this the other day because we were discussing the Junior Seau 30 for 30. I don't know if you've seen that, but... Uh, that sounds... Like I would be in a dark hole for a week if I watched that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, dark hole, real yeah. dark hole. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dark holes, Chris Benoit ring a bell. Uh, yeah. Didn't he kill his family? Yeah, and like lived in the house with him for a couple of days and then killed himself. Oh, holy moly! That was so steroid CTE, right? So at the time, CTE wasn't. This is how I remember it. I haven't looked back. You know what I'm saying? I haven't looked up the the articles. I haven't. I don't blame you. That's pretty dark stuff. It's super dark. But in my memory, it was all um, ascribed to roid rage, like basically the steroids. You're right. They did blame it all on steroids at the time. I do recall that, and I don't remember hearing anything Mm -hmm. about chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Well, because it wasn't really a thing. It's true. It wasn't really widely discussed. The NFL knew about it, but was keeping it under wraps. It was just kind of hush-hush. That's a very you know? interesting Yeah, point. Muhammad Ali and Freddie Roach had Parkinson's, but that's not from... Not, yeah, it's not from head trauma. Brain injuries, no. yeah. Gen- genetics. So, the, so, you know, we're talking about not taking damage and cashing a paycheck. Well, I mean, they may be mock impacts, but if you are throwing yourself off the top ropes and landing... If you are having people run into you, quote unquote, at full speed, and then you hit the canvas, I mean, it doesn't hurt that bad, you but you're getting you're rattled. Right. You're right. I'll give you that. You know what? That was an ignorant thing for me to say because I've heard interviews from John Cena saying that coming up as a wrestler, that's one of the hardest things to do because you're traveling on the road like 300 days out of the year. You are getting physically banged up, and wrestling kind of gets made fun of sometimes by critics because it's not technically real it's scripted but no you're right it is physically demanding or i was just listening to the jake the snake podcast on jerry the other day and he was talking about getting slammed on his head and lifting up andre the giant and 
just getting absolutely torn up. So you're right. Definitely. Brock Lesnar took a break from the WWE because he's getting a little too physically demanding for him and grueling, and he went and fought in the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> That's probably all you need to know, actually, right there. <laughs> I'm going to go take a pay cut and fight in an octagon. <laughs> so I'm exactly exactly there's steroids all over the place steroids it's the cause for everything yeah but yeah so great for her for starting a family people do take damage in wd yeah i'm pretty i'm tapped on that subject all right well congrats to her congrats. boy girl is that kid gonna be a freak you think oh in, super in a fighting freak, right sense? yeah it has to be either yeah. gonna be a world champion or overdose right oh shit yeah <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it, right? well, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a very <laughs> impulsive, like addicted kid. Which I don't mean addicted in a negative way, but I mean like that kid's gonna want to pursue something at a hundred miles an hour, and hopefully it's channeled in the right direction, which I'm sure it will be. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, because I don't know. Ronda Rousey seems like a pretty demanding mother. I don't know. Uh, could you imagine? I, I only like, know her from her, her public persona yeah. and her interactions with that, but yeah. she seems stern. Yeah, I think that's the background that she comes from as well. A very dark background. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. I probably wouldn't hmm. bully that kid though. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one kid I would not bully. I mean, that kid will have a good. My dad can beat up your dad. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my mom can beat up your mom. My family. My mom can will beat up your dad. Your family. My mom can beat <laughs> up every male in your bloodline in one room right now. <laughs> my mom will take your dad's arm from his body and beat him with it. Yeah, so. you know your dad who was at the bar in Chatsworth the other night talking about how he could whip <laughs> my mom's ass while he was on Margarita Seventeen. Yeah, he's dying right now. He's in a chokehold. And if you as a podcast listener understand that, <laughs> then, you then, that then you, sir, please, we need we need to reconvene. <laughs> please please send an email to brolyticallycorrect at gmail.com. And we'll get you a gift card Because you're going to be our first guest. Yeah, we're going to get you a $15 no, seriously, gift card. Brolyticallycorrect at gmail.com. Send an email. That guy doesn't have internet. You understand all that. Uh, that guy doesn't have internet. <laughs> or know how to spell either one of the names of our podcast names uh, i'm telling you we just need an audience we've got everything else it's great yeah <laughs> i'm super egotistical over here super course. inflated yeah that's oh, yeah. that's honestly one of the og themes of this podcast maybe that's actually one of the things that inspired <laughs> yeah. me to like hop on board was just so i could vent about this guy and that incident <laughs> happened in 2015 and I'm sorry if pe- it's it's kind of an inside thing, so I apologize for all of our listeners. I don't know if I want to rehash it right now, but yeah, that was that was an interesting time in my life. Oh, so good. Yeah, we're better than Rogan. <laughs> totally, I'm saying that, it. I'm saying it. We're better. That, yeah, that guy. I I love the podcast. Don't get me wrong. Always gonna be a fan. I was an OG podcaster, and he was one of the first I ever listened to. But it's, I mean, he's great at. It. I don't even know why I'm giving him this right now, but. He's great at sparking that conversation, but the guests are what move that thing along, keep the the train rolling. Definitely, it's politically correct to go fuck your mother. <laughs> exactly, Joey Diaz. Oh man. Oh. What else? What else? Uh, 
We haven't even touched. Trying to think of non-sports things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of non-sports. Keep the non-sports going for a sec. Let me see. Oh, I saw there was a... uh, Let me hear. Here's a fun one for somebody, but maybe. Uh, Coachella. Ever heard of it? You party? I have. Party boy? Yeah. So that was the last two weekends, I believe. If my calendar isn't correct, I think it was the last two weekends. And apparently, to the surprise of no one, there was somewhat of a... uh, a uh, herpes outbreak, if you know what I mean. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was reading the story. I was like, Shocking. wait a minute, isn't that like why you go to Coachella? Isn't that part? Isn't that like part of the wristband you get? Is like your wristband has herpes on it? <laughs> you and that's how you can prove waiver. to everybody. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a waiver. Yeah. Isn't that how you like tell everyone at the water cooler on Monday that you were at Coachella because you have a cold sore? Yeah. Have you in? I don't want to ruin this bit for Ari Shafir, but spoiler: his special's been out for like forever. Oh, okay. Um, he he has this he has this bit talking about uh, STD, and he's basically like, you know, you take antibiotics and it goes away. For so all we have to do to get rid of this STD is stop fucking for ten days. Mm. <laughs> Just everybody stop fucking for ten days, and it's gone forever. Wait, they don't have a cure for herpes yet, do they? No, but just okay. like a different ST. Oh, okay. But that's, that's actually that's the bit. That's not you know. Th- I kudos. That's not a bad bit. <laughs> oh, it's great! It, uh, shout out to Irish Fear and stand up special. Uh, it's double negative. It's on oh. Netflix. They're fantastic. I Good mean, just j- smart and hilarious. That is smart, fantastic, and funny. And talking about good things that are sound good in theory, that's never gonna happen. But he's not wrong. Ten days, everyone take their vancomycin, and you're good. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do at uh, basic training. You walk in the door, and everybody gets a shot of penicillin in the ass. Mm. So, <laughs> unless you're allergic, and then you get moxicillin. And then you don't, you're don't. you no longer a part of the military. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's not asthma, Tommy. It's uh, STDs. My bad. I got it mixed up. You can have all the STDs yeah. you want. You just got to be able to breathe <laughs> into this tube thing. <laughs> Not in a sorry, sexual manner. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a low blow. That's eh, a low blow. I mean, everything and happens. And if you for a get reason. that on this podcast, then, then you're an OG <laughs> podcast. We'll send you a shirt. Uh, now everything happens. We will for a make. I'm we will it. make a shirt and we will send it to you. Yeah. I don't Some, know. I don't know who's gonna make it or how we're gonna send it, but it'll get there. Have faith. It'll get there. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe we should go sports. I can't think of anything else right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. So the draft, I'm sure you've been all up on that. Yeah, the draft is an interesting thing because there's a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of buzz going on around it, especially now that it's in Nashville, which is a pretty big deal for that. The great city of Nashville, the great state of Tennessee. Uh, They're trending upwards, Nashville. I feel like they have been trending upward for like it's almost trending too far upward that the secret's out about Nash Vegas. Definitely. It's definitely like the bachelor party capital of the world, but I feel like you want to get in before that title has been crowned. I don't know. It's a cool city. I should go visit. I haven't been there yet. But anyways, yeah, th- to me, the draft is always like two months too long or too uh, like too far away from the NFL season because there's just so much time for people to just make up mock scenarios in their head and fake storylines. And it kind of turns into just a big ball of negativity because everyone's just critiquing every single small thing about every single player. And 
but it's fun i guess it's i mean am i gonna watch absolutely and i'll watch i'll keep a tracker on my phone of all the picks from the first to mystery relevant in the seventh round on sunday so it's fun but i totally get if people aren't on board with it because i don't know it doesn't have the biggest effect per se unless you're i don't know it is what it is i'll watch yeah, I'll never watch the draft. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just it's a big just fan of pomp and circumstance, and they always do the draft big. Yeah, I'm not not, not a big parade guy. You'll never catch me watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. None of my teams not happen. Parade. Oh, I don't even know if that still happens in 2019. Macy's di- yeah, absolutely. They have the Snoopy float every year. Yeah, we should get rid of that. Nah, but, um, tradition. Yep, flush it down. No, Doesn't make sense. That, <sighs> that tradition's good. Rose Bowl Parade. A lot not, of fun. Not watching it. Never. Con- You'd have to pay me. You would have to pay well, me. Well, the timing of it is very rough considering it's National Hangover Day and that parade starts at like 6 a.m. Yeah, just poor. Poor execution. Yeah. Poor planning. I mean, most people poor stay. Poor event. <laughs> just marching bands do away the with The event them. is extravagant. Uh, the floats are awesome. We have DJs nowadays. What do we need marching bands for? Get rid of them. Uh, uh, DJs don't do anything. Uh, floats, get play. rid of them. Floats, gone. Gone. Parade's gone. So we're just going to live in a mundane black and white world. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just, what are we even celebrating? What are we celebrating? The Rose Bowl and flowers. And local high school cheerleaders. Yeah, don't even get me started on pedophilia in this country. Uh-oh. Um Anyways, I think Kyle Murray will go number one overall. And I don't know what they're going to do with Rosen because it doesn't sound like they've received any offers that intrigue them at all. So they might go into the season with two quarterbacks that think that they should be number one and secretly hate each other. And I don't know how it's going to play Two quarterback center, one quarterback lead. Yeah, with a very, very young coach who had mediocre success at the collegiate level, has no NFL experience. So it could be a very, very entertaining year for the Cardinals if you're not a fan. I like entertainment. I like the added storylines that just kind of put stakes to the season because it's, it's hard to care about regular season NFL. The it's Card- hard to. Yeah, the Cardinals have it. The Cardinals definitely have potential for being a very, very drama-filled locker room team organization. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Definitely. From what I understand, it's going NFL news. <laughs> it's going to be a defensive-filled no. first draft, from what I understand, from what all my expert sports pundits are telling me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Defense all day. It wins championships, that's what I've heard. Uh, oh, your boy Mahomes is going to be on Madden, so I don't know if you're scared of that or not. Going to be on what? The cover of Madden. Oh, the cover of Madden. The curse? I think Brady broke that curse. Yeah. You can't really call it a curse after Brady's been on. No. You can't do it. And, I mean, wasn't Ray Lewis on it, and he beat those murder charges? So That might be the biggest <laughs> win for the Madden's cover of all time. I think that was back in, like, 2002. Yeah, what sort of curse is it when you murder two people? And get away with it? And get away with it. Uh, that sounds like a pretty cool thing to get away yeah. with curse what curse <laughs> yeah anyway yeah not concerned uh shout out i'm more Dade just County. concerned because he's like yeah shout out 
Speaking of, oh, okay, non-political uh, or political. Did you see in Miami-Dade County where there's a gentleman in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant and the police officers had their guns drawn. He was sitting on the floor of this parking lot, the floor. I guess it's just the asphalt, the pavement. Uh, and he had a gun. It was in his waistband. He was not touching the gun. The police officer is screaming at him to drop the gun. He's not holding the gun. It's in his waistband. So he goes to slowly, no sudden movements, remove the gun from his waistband, and they shoot him and kill him. Oh, okay. Hmm. Couple things here. Why do the cops have? Was he being a disturbance? I, I don't know the backstory yeah. enough. I just know that they got called to the oh, parking man. lot. I don't know if there was drug dealing going on, whatever. Yeah. But he was not touching the gun. So here's here's what this is, right? It's yeah. not racism. It's not, you know, oh no, I don't even know what the people is. people will portray in the light of uh, light of racism, but this one wasn't. What this was, the officer on scene who shot him, who was screaming at him to drop the gun, had only been on scene for like four or five minutes. I don't know the exact details, but only like there was already another cop on scene. She was the second arriving unit, got on scene, only four or five minutes, immediately draws her gun, starts yelling at this gentleman, very hyped up, very amped up, very over the top just completely blows it completely blows it and because of that somebody's dead this is a training issue this is completely a training issue because what do you do in that situation he's not holding the gun you don't tell him to drop the gun her adrenaline is pumping so hard she probably can feel her heartbeat in every every square inch of her body she can definitely hear it she's just hyped up and that's not what you do in that situation. It's poor training. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Hands above your head. You you gotta listen. Hands to the above co- your head. You gotta listen to the cops. Turn turn away from the sound of my voice. Interlace your fingers on the back of your head. Yeah. Down on your belly, on your face. Yeah. And then you walk up, and then you disarm the person. You don't say drop the gun when they're not touching the gun. Of course they're gonna reach for the gun. I mean, the guy's got a or whoever this person is needs to not touch the gun. And you got to listen, she's right? She's telling him to drop the gun, right? Yeah. You have a gun on you. You're not trained. Oh, you're saying so he he had to touch the gun in order to drop it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, cuz uh, yeah, it's his not, waistband. She's right. yelling at him so to drop he, the gun. She's essentially telling him to pick up the gun. Yes, reach for the gun. Reach please. for the gun. <laughs> I had a partner this is this is related follow me i had a partner we had a psych patient one time and he we were restraining this patient on the ambulance and my partner told him uh to check for csm that he wanted the, the patient to kick and i i always stuck with me it's kind of similar here and maybe don't <laughs> tell a psycho psychiatric patient who has a history of violence to kick anyways kind of applicable to here you're telling this person that you're terrified of who has a gun to touch the gun it's poor training such poor training it should be ingrained in you. That's the procedures that you take. Yeah, that's when, not good. Whenever you have a gun drawn on somebody and you don't intend on firing it, in that moment, it should hands up should be the first thing. I saw Put your hands in the air. <laughs> that's so bad. Shoot, God, it's so hard to yeah. That that's a 
that's tough. That's so tough. What a what a difficult job. Super difficult job. And it's I saw a a news story a couple weeks. Go ahead. Go. The standards just aren't as, as high as they should be. I, I it's an impossible it. job. There you are. Yeah. No. Nah, I. I mean, you're right. I th- and I think a lot of law enforcement people would say that we need more training, and especially when it comes to de-escalating situations like that, and definitely using force applicable for the situation, not just one force for everything someone who is is trying to do and and it's partially a promotion thing you know for their business but somebody who consistently points these things out and then tries to do something about it is henner gracie if you go to his instagram Mm -hmm. um henner gracie a very prominent member of the gracie family uh jujitsu trainer to a lot of very talented MMA fighters, including Brian Ortega. They're jujitsu royalty. Royalty. He consistently takes these videos that get posted on the internet of cops getting into situations where they're in a physical altercation with a suspect, a person of interest, whatever you want to call them, and they just don't know what to do, and they basically freak out or get beat up by the suspect or end up using um force incorrectly he he posts those all the time and then he goes contact me and i will set up a free you know gracie instructional course we'll come out to you we'll train you on our because they've developed police officer curriculum good that's awesome they'll like we'll come out and train you we'll teach you how to handle yourself on the ground with the suspect with somebody like that because a lot of these are if you don't feel competent enough to physically handle the the person you're trying to arrest with just your physical skills, then the only other means that you have a lot of time, a lot of the time is is to escalate force, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's a gun because for some reason a lot of police departments don't carry tasers or they've been trained not to go specifically to their taser in a life or death situation. So the first thing they go to is their gun or whatever. It's just a flawed system where we have people who are asked to do the impossible. hundred percent. They're asked to be basically superheroes. Be a superhero. And, um, we're going to pay you between 60 and a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And you're going to work super long hours and people are going to hate you and you're going to put your life online all the time. And you're going to see the worst, the worst sections of humanity and it's going to wear you down and you're going to get PTSD and alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But, uh, super rewarding. You'll be, yes, protect and serve. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. I was watching a video on the news a couple weeks ago where similar situation but it was a they pulled someone over on the side of the highway and the person the suspect was asked to do something didn't do it and the cop reached for the taser it was a new cop she reached for her taser to subdue the the suspect and pulled out her gun and shot him and said oh shit i shot him Fortunately, this gentleman did not die, but I don't think anyone wakes up trying to get shot in the back, especially when it didn't call for that. 
So yeah, it, but like I, I try to put myself in that situation. I'm like holy, I can't imagine my heart rate and the adrenaline going in that situation. And if you're new on the job and you have very very minimal training, maybe you don't know the difference between your taser and your pistol. It's insane. Just we shouldn't be. We should devote a lot more resources to that, but we don't because it just costs a lot of money and people don't like having high taxes. So, you know, yeah. we just don't. Yeah. We don't devote it. And it's tough when you have – I mean, in other countries, it's a different, different animal. In England, you know, they don't have guns really. I mean, I'm sure some criminals can get their hands on them, but the police officers don't have guns, and the majority of the population doesn't have guns. So it's a completely different – environment completely different situation whereas here you know there are more guns than people and it's unreversible God like once right. that happens you, you can't go back no so we've we've crossed that we're we're heading we're not heading backwards <laughs> do you think prisoners should have voting rights <laughs> man we, we got onto a happy uh, topic here uh active prisoners yeah like people who are yeah in like prison? felons do you think felons should have voting rights Once you've done, I haven't thought about this. I haven't taken my time to like think about yeah, this. Yeah, neither have I. Well, I literally, I literally I, just got a text from my sister about it. Oh, that's a happy little. Hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of relationship we have. That's awesome. That's very in depth, deep, and philosophical. But mm-hmm. what about somebody who's served their time? They're out free, but they are a felon. Is that what we're talking about, or someone who's actively serving time? Somebody who's out but is a felon, or somebody who's actively serving time as a felon. Because the the felon thing—I don't know if you know this—but the felon thing follows you. <laughs> That's what I'm. Well, the first person who came yeah. to mind was someone who already referenced Joey Diaz, and he can't vote because of his felony. But he—I mean, if you paid your debt to society. That's deep. I think if you've paid it is deep. Uh, yeah. I I mean either So let me tell you what no I do in an idealistic say. world. In an idealistic world, you would take a test. Oh. And you would have to pass this test to vote, but that you can't do that in reality. A psychological in reality that exam? always a psychological exam, a exam about your knowledge and inner workings of poli- politics and how government works and taxes and stuff like that and if you can adequately you know profess your ideas and at least your thought process when it comes to political issues and the workings of the political process then you can vote here's an idea can we expand that exam for everybody before they vote no that's what i'm saying oh that, you're, not, you're not just ideally about, i'd have it for everyone oh i thought you're just talking about the felons oh i was gonna say yeah but in the real world what happens is you get no representation of minorities and poor people because it, yeah i you, you just people people who are working multiple jobs and fighting day to day just to keep their head above water don't have time to study politics and stay up to date on current events and develop opinions on that stuff because you know you're just trying to find figure out how to keep the lights on and keep food on your table so you don't have any energy for that and that's a privilege right there I don't yeah. recognize it. Call myself out for it. It's a privilege that I'm able to sit down with you here, um, 
in the comfort of my own home in a room that isn't occupied by somebody is not their bedroom i have a bonus room that's free that wow. i can do with what i want thanks for the invite and and i'm able to i have so much free time i'm able to sit here and just talk to you over the internet yeah but and the people that, that's ideally ideally you, everybody's gonna be educated in practicality you can't do that so i think if you're gonna let everybody else vote I mean, just because you're a felon doesn't mean you're particularly have bad political ideas. That's a ad hominem. It's a logical fallacy, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe a felon's the perfect person to tell us. That's what I was gonna say. Who knows the justice system better and the inner workings of the government than a felon? They've lived it. Yeah. Blind. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Nelson Mandela. Shout Uh, out. Yeah. Huh. Who knows? Yeah. I, I'm all on, Who on better to fix our broken prison system and criminal justice reform system than somebody, somebody who's, who's had to go through it firsthand? Right. Yeah, give them rights. I don't care. Yeah, I do it. That's talk do about something that sounds great in practice, but it's never gonna happen. That's that. But I like it. <laughs> yeah. I never I actually gonna absolutely not. Gonna I'm happen. chuckling in my head right uh, now. AOC's calling for it. Yeah. AOC and oh, Bernie, I think. In my head right now, I have some people in my mind that I encounter on a somewhat daily basis and having that conversation with them and that, and it's, <laughs> they don't like it at all. They're yelling at me right now. It's great. <laughs> There's some people. Yeah, fuck, that, hey, f- hey, fuck those yeah, people. Huh? No. Oh man. <laughs> they, yeah, they, whew. I don't know. That, I don't yeah. know about your life, but it would border. It'd be borderline physical violence. If you brought that up with, yeah, I'd probably people. get shot. Yeah. Uh, and t- then they'd be a felon. <laughs> the irony of it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know about you, but in my life right now, there's a lot of people that I have to uh, kind of please that I wouldn't necessarily want to have to do that if I was in a different situation, and mm-hmm. I have to kind of just listen to what they say, and yeah, it's probably just how life is, and some of the things they say, I just have to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate people can't rationally discuss things without it affecting yeah. their entire opinion of you. you yeah. yeah. It's weird how that so. uh, that happens. Yeah. Huh. Probably shouldn't discuss it too much more in depth right now, but probably not. <laughs> Let's throw some more details out there, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. What's their name specifically? Last four social? Name, rank, serial number. Yeah. Uh yeah. They, so it was just an interesting thing that I hadn't really thought about. And since we're shooting from the hip, I thought I'd just throw that out there after yeah. I got that text message. Oh. Yeah. Kudos to your sister for pondering that question. Oh, yeah. Not she everybody thinks, thinks like, like that. that from time to time. It's very, very deep philosophical contemporary thought. Indeed it is. So from talking about people possibly having voting rights to people whose rights to make an impact on things should be taken away. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights blew a 3-1 to one lead in the series against the San Jose Sharks. And in the seventh game, they blew another three-goal lead after a controversial penalty was called where um, a player from the Sharks cross-checked and hit his head on the ice and started bleeding from his head. It's pretty pretty graphic that's scary you know first for, for a standard hockey game and because of the bleeding from the head they thought he got hit in the face with the stick and the refs ended up 
uh, calling a penalty that removed the player from the game that basically allowed San Jose to come back into it. Well, the NHL, after reviewing everything, has made it all better. They officially apologized to the Golden Knights. Oh, that was so nice of them. At least, you, at least you got that going for you. Yeah. Right. I don't think the Saints ever got an apology from the NFL. I don't think they did. So no. you got that going for you in the offseason. Which is nice. Yeah. I, I got to say... That's that's not good for the Sharks. Uh, I'm sorry, not for the Sharks. The Knights. That's unfortunate. But I feel like things were going a little too good for the franchise, and it's like you can't. You're not allowed to have that much success in two years. I feel like you gotta you gotta earn that right. And it, I think in the long run, this will benefit the Knights. You gotta understand heartbreak before you can really experience true love. Too much success too early on for this team. That sounds like a hater perspective. I'm not even a huge hockey guy, but f- from what I've followed in the NHL, that's my take. Sounds like you're gatekeeping, but whatever. <laughs> uh, here's here's what I have to say. Don't uh, blow through one lead. That's Don't another. Don't blow through one seriously. You know what? If you didn't let that happen, I wouldn't be talking about this. We wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, interesting season in hockey with the Lightning having the best record in the league and then getting, getting swept the out of the first round. Yeah. Wow. Whew. That's got to be one of the biggest upsets in recent sports history, right? I would agree. An eight uh, sweeping a one? I would agree. I'm not just winning, a clean sweep. Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I think they start the series of the Bruins tonight. Yeah. Uh, hockey's semi interesting. Are you, you going to follow the rest of the playoffs? It's ice soccer. It's ice soccer. With Basically. more substitutes. Yeah, and the opposite of flopping. No. So it's, yeah. I, it's ice soccer with the opposite of flopping. So almost the same, but not quite. Yeah. Are you going to follow like, the... You know, Go ahead. All the sports are the same. Soccer, hockey, lacrosse. Not football. The same sport. Football's different. Same sport. Yeah. No, football is different. It is. But, uh, basketball, same sport. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. We're putting a ball, puck, ball somewhere in nets. Yeah, baseball's you know, a little different. Players baseball has around. defense has the ball in baseball. That's unique. That's true, and there's not really a net. It's just no. There's a yard. Yeah, that's different, it's different. in every stadium and something something. There's a George Carlin bit about that. Yeah, why? It's so dumb. But <laughs> make it the same. Standardization, attention to detail. That's what we like in America. That's why footballs are sport. 100 yards long, 53 and 30 yards wide. Apples and apples. When you know somebody played their whole career at a stadium that was much Colorado than your average, right? Team. Yeah. Short right porch, Yankee Stadium. Yep. So big ass wall in Boston. Weird. Weird. Are you gonna f- continue Weird to follow stuff. the NHL playoffs, even though your beloved Vegas Knights are out? I usually do peripherally. Yeah. I used to follow it a little bit more when I was degenerate um, back in the day. I apologize. The Berlickly Correct podcast was experiencing some technical difficulties, so the rest of the podcast got cut off. He missed about an hour. Some pretty good, pretty good stuff. We will get these technical difficulties figured out and get a handle on them so this doesn't happen again. Again, my apologies. Is that an easy sport to to bet on? I feel like the over-under is always just set at like six or seven. Yeah, I could be a handicapper for the.